Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Everybody, happy Wednesday. What you're about to witness. Today, the first day of summer, Jeff. Is that correct? Happy summer. Happy first day of summer. I hope you have a. Uh, I, I didn't realize we were doing the survey yesterday. I didn't realize we were doing a uh, Jeff Calkins show poll. You did that on the fly. Uh, I was so, but I was so stunned by Fishman's view of the proper place of a popsicle. So, so was America. So was America. Uh, he 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 had he had told me that he didn't. He thought a popsicle was a dessert. He he said he was was equally stunned by the results of the poll. Like this was clearly a corrective uh, for Fishman, because uh, what was the question and what was the uh, poll result? Jeff Calkins show poll settled a debate between at Jeff underscore Calkins mm-hmm. and at C Fishman. Is a popsicle blank, a dessert, an anytime summer treat? Jeff, with 202 votes tabulated, 97.5% <laughs> said an anytime southern summer treat. Not southern, summer treat. 
Take that for data. It's just the dumbest thing in the world. Like, uh, I mean, he's a very smart man, but on this one, he just happened to be. You could tell that we put him in a pretzel, and it's like, have you ever seen it on a menu ever for dessert? He was was thoroughly defeated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, today on a radio show, let's see. Full schedule. It's Wednesday, and it's the first day of summer. Mm -hmm. So we'll have Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. Indeed. We also have a... uh, there's a lineup next to you. Yeah, we have more mm-hmm. than that. We've got John Martin. We got a full show. We got John Martin at 9.35 or whenever he happens to roll in. If he rolls in. And then we got Sam Hardiman uh, from the Daily Memphian on the city. He's requested his walkout song, too, and I've got it loaded oh, he's in got the a, system. Oh, he's got a song. Oh, yeah. So that's it, John. Oh, you can buy. By the way, read all these uh, Read all these folks at the Daily Memphian, John Martin, Chris Harrington, and uh, Sam Hardiman. Did you see the? Uh, we'll talk to we'll talk to Sam about this. They had a poll. Uh, the The Daily Memphian commissioned a, uh, a, a and actually got a you know got a pollster official pollster a company yeah to do a poll on. It was obviously not as scientific as the Jeff Calkins show poll, no, but a good poll not. nonetheless. A good poll nonetheless. Uh, on people's attitudes towards crime in, in Memphis. And um, and there was one poll for residents of Shelby County who are not in Memphis and another for residents of Memphis itself. Okay? Right, the city proper. And uh, there was one number that was stunning to me, absolutely stunning to me. The... Um, and we'll we'll talk to Sam about this. Am I guessing? No, no. I'm 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 gonna. I, well, well, well. Let's go through some of the categories just generally. Have you looked at this poll? So I read the early words. So I read, read some of the stories. About yeah, it. I read so, Bianca's like write up of it. So uh, this is for the people who live in Memphis. When you think of uh, crime in Memphis, would you describe it as a major problem, somewhat of a problem, minor problem, or not a problem in Memphis? Well, obviously, major problem is the winner. What percent do you think said major problem? 60%? 86%. Okay. And this is this is for Memphians who, you know, if you're going to if you're going to if we're going to categorize, you'd think of the suburban types as the scaredy cats. I'm 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 joking, but like who would be more apt to call it a major problem? The people who choose to live in Memphis might be more, ah, it's just part of what you get with a big city. But no, no, no. That's not true. Uh 86% in Memphis say it is a major problem. How do you think it compares to five years ago? Um, the, the winner is much higher. What percent do you think would say, would you say, would say it's much higher than five years ago? Okay, so this isn't like a statistic. It, this is the answering the question. Yeah, this, okay. is, this, is, this is about perception. How do you think the level of crime compares to five years ago? So if 87%, I mean, honestly, like 94%. No, it's the opposite. It's, it's okay. 61.9%. In other words, I think you could argue it was a problem five years ago, and it's a problem now, right? But, but so still, 61.9% think it's uh, much higher. What's interesting is um, in terms of how to – in terms, how about this one? How often do you witness speeding or reckless driving on Memphis streets? The highest category is more than once a week. What do you think that is? Oh, God. 95%? I don't know. 69%. That's it? 
69%. Are these people not driving? How often do you witness speeding yeah, you, or what? reckless driving on the highways around Memphis? 64.9%. Uh, when it comes to reducing crime, what would be the top priority? Okay. Among the choices, more body cameras, technology, more community peace policing, less community policing, more counseling and other support to offenders, stricter enforcement of traffic laws, harsher sentences for violent and repeat offenders, unsure. What do you think the winner was? More technology? Harsher sentences, of course. Harsher sentences. And this is the Memphis group. 44% harsher sentences. But interestingly enough, the next one was more community policing Uh, people want one of the the fascinating things is oh how about this have you been a victim of a crime in memphis in the past year yes or no what percent said yes okay so i i saw the whether you know someone um i'm gonna say like 45 percent no 22 percent okay. yes but that if if, if there's 22 percent people have been a victim of crime everybody knows someone right it feels like um here's one interesting one, the one though when it comes to gun violence, which of the following statements is closer to your opinion? We do not need new laws or regulations that restrict fu- access to firearms in any way. That's basically just we're cool. That uh, guns aren't the problem. Just, just you know, we don't need anything else about uh, access to guns. Two is we need common sense gun reforms like longer waiting periods to buy firearms and making it harder to buy assault style weapons. And three is we knew new laws to dramatically reduce access to firearms, and 1.2 is unsure. What do you think the winner there is? Two. Three. Three. And between two and three, one is we need common sense gun reforms like waiting periods, et cetera, and two is we need new laws to dramatically reduce access, 86%. Only... 12%, 12.5% 12%, 12.5% say we do not need any new laws or regulations. Yeah. And this was, by the way, you know, it's one of these polls that's 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 black, white, young, old, Republican, yeah. Democrat, you know. Sample size, yeah. Et cetera. It's all of it. But uh, here's the one that is the, the shocking one. Has crime in Memphis caused you to consider moving away? And if so, how far? The choices. Crime in Memphis does not cause you to consider moving away. Uh, You are considering moving to a different neighborhood within the city of Memphis. You are considering moving to a suburb outside the city of Memphis. You are considering moving away from Memphis area altogether. Well, what do you think the winner there is? Okay, one more time. Crime in Memphis does not not cause you to consider moving away. Uh, two is you're considering moving to a different neighborhood. Three is you're considering to moving to a different suburb or to a suburb. And four is you're considering moving away from Memphis altogether. I will say two. No. The winner is, does not cause you to consider moving at 41.9%. But between the other three, either moving away from Memphis, 388 38.6% said they're considering moving away from Memphis altogether. That's a big number. If that number yeah. were now that doesn't mean they are moving away from Memphis. It means that they asked this question, they said, "Yeah, I'd think about it." If it were 20%, that would be a big number. Yeah. 
it's 38.6. And then if you toss in the other two, it's another basically 20%. So the idea that it would think cause you to move one way or another, either out of town or somewhere else, you're up to 58%. Uh, and the, the numbers, just so you know, the numbers for the, and that's for the suburban poll. The numbers for the, the, the I mean, for the city, that's the city poll. The numbers for the suburban poll, um, let's take that moving away one. 52% say they're considering moving away from the Memphis area altogether. 31.6 does not make them, make them consider moving at all, and not many, only, uh, well, 15% say to a suburb outside of Memphis, although these folks are already kind of living outside of Memphis. But anyway, so there you go. For this group, the group that lives in Shelby County, you're considering moving, 52% considering moving away from Memphis altogether, which is kind of stunning. Yeah, but I mean, like, this is, you know, that's kind of, to me, it's the magnitude of the moment. Like, this yeah, is, is, like, this is what happens. And the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter. Like, I was talking to our friend Lexi Johnston yesterday. And uh, we, we ha- were talking about other stuff, but I happened to ask her how housing sales are. And Lexi's if, a realtor, for those that don't know. You know. What? Lexi's a realtor, for those that don't a realtor, know. Yes. Yeah. And how, um, how housing sales are, if it's harder to sell a house in the city of Memphis now. In other words, that's what we started talking about. But then she said, she said, you know, we were just in Chicago. She said, and we have, a friends, in, we have friends in Chicago. And they just had had two of their best friends, whatever, or, 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 uh, robbed at gunpoint or one of the kids robbed at gunpoint sure. or whatever else. And so they thought it was so wild and dangerous in Chicago that they're considering moving back to Memphis. So the, the, the part of the point here is that this is a universal problem. It is worse in Memphis than most places. Both those things can be true. Um, and then... You know, it's funny, I've gone around and around, we went around and around at one point with Chris Harrington on this, is whether it's a, a crisis, right? And I guess my point to Chris was, whether this is, whether you think the crime is, is being unduly hyped, or whether it's just reality, or whether it's, it's it, we don't, whether we do or don't recognize that it is, it's not just a Memphis phenomenon or whatever, it, none of that really matters. Like, the crisis can be a crisis of perception, right? If 52.6% are thinking of moving away, it doesn't matter, really. If they thought they were thinking of mo- if moving away because they thought Memphis was haunted, well, that would be irrational, right? But it would still be a crisis if people were moving away because they thought Memphis were haunted. Like in the end, like you're killing your tax base. Right, you're killing your tax base. You're killing momentum. You're killing your yes. And and by the way, that leaves out people like, um, it leaves out people who have young people who've gone away to college, sure, and then are deciding whether to come back or not. Like that's a different question. Anyway, I don't want to go. You you can look at the poll, read the poll at the Daily Memphian, um, and. Uh, uh, you know, you, you, there are comments if you want to weigh in, if you have criticism of the poll or thoughts on the poll. Uh, but we'll talk to Sam about that at uh, 10.30. So that is a long way of uh, laying out the lineup. It's John Martin, and then it is Chris Harrington, and then 
It is uh, Sam Hardiman from the Daily Memphian. Uh, I don't think we can go uh, really a second without talking about this fantastic bowling story. Jeffrey, are you aware of the fantastic bowling story? Oh, Jeff. I mean, it's this, this was like <sighs> delivered to me on a platter. Good God. I mean, that is the definition of don't tell the story, tell your story. It is the, I did think that. Yes. It is the definition of don't tell. Uh, Steve Lemke told, told, his, told his story, not the story. He, of course, is, as I'm sure all of you know, the assistant bowling coach at Stephen F. Austin. I didn't know that Stephen F. Austin was the bowling power. Did you know that? Uh, I did not, um, but you can't, we can't, we have to talk about the headline, too. Yeah, we'll get to that, okay. Jeffrey. We're going to get to that, but I don't want to tell the headline before I tell the tale. Headline only makes sense in the context of the tale. So, uh, Steve Lemke, 38, uh, has resigned because he... Um, because he had an affair with a student. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of inappropriate. A member right? of the team. Yeah, a member of the team. The, uh, the AD, by the way, SF, says he's not working here anymore. SFF athletic director Ryan Ivey said. Does that name seem familiar to you? He used to work at the University of Memphis. I was going to say, that's and a Memphis the guy, Birds, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Ivey, formerly uh, Memphis uh, administrator, is now uh, presiding over a entertaining show down there in uh, at Stephen F. Austin. It's been active. I don't know if Ryan signed up for the job that he's gotten. It's been active beyond just, they, they've had multiple problems. So bad enough that, that Mr. Lemke had an affair with one of the athletes. Uh, he's married to the head coach, Amber. Uh, is, is for, the formerly for, Mrs. Lemke. Further, further, they've, they've since filed divorce. They have since filed for divorce. And the quotes about, I, I don't know why he elected to talk about this, but he did. And this is what Steve Lemke said. I knew it was kind of a no-no, but there's not a rule saying it can't happen. There's not a law saying I'm going to jail for something like this. There's nothing in stone. I guess it's just an ethics code, like we frown upon it, but there's no rule. There's no law broken. It turns out the affair was discovered, as it so often is, when Amber Lemke saw a text message from her on Steve Lemke's phone. So there's Amber Lemke going about her business, and she discovers a text on Steve Lemke's phone. <laughs> this was great. It didn't have anything in detail, Steve Lemke said of the text. It was just about how amazing I am, basically, in general perspective. Just got to throw that detail out there. It was just about how amazing I am. Amber saw that. You know, Jeff's all, life's all about perspective. Yeah, it's just it was just it was just about how amazing I am. Amber saw that. And sure, my wife me, thinks I'm a low dog piece of s, but you know what? Thinks I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where it just built up so much that I basically told her the truth. Truth after she dug through my phone. That's when you tell the truth. Yeah, by exactly. The way, too. I basically told her the truth after she dug through my phone. Uh, no, and then, I basically told her yeah, the truth. And then he went on to, to basically justify how, what, how put upon he had been. I was the stay-at-home dad for five years with the kids while Amber got to go off and coach the team. This is a story as old as time. And when she'd get back, I'd run practices on top of taking care of the kids while she was back. When they'd travel again, I would sit back and take care of the kids. Then when I got hired on as assistant, she almost forced me to run practices. I was a volunteer the entire time before trying that to help out Amber. Once I got hired on, one thing stemmed from another. I felt like I was doing too much for what I was being valued at. 
So there you go. What do you think of his story? Uh, the first thing that strikes me is like, I have no idea why he spoke. Why did he speak? But at the same time, God, I'm grateful. Yes. Like, this is on a silver platter for me. But the real gem here, the real gem here is to the copy editors out there. Now, copy editors have been a beaten down, will be gone, unappreciated lot. Even in their heyday, copy editors, they were the offensive linemen of, yes. the, of the newspaper. They got no credit. They, they, didn't, they didn't get the byline. Uh, they didn't, you know, they were a oh, great story. They didn't get like, whatever. They just sat there. They fixed your mistakes. Uh, if they didn't catch a mistake, then it was their fault. Not, not even more than the person who, who, who made the mistake. Uh, and then they wrote headlines. And if it was a crappy headline or in any way, a misleading headline, reporters are incredibly fast to say, oh, I didn't write the headline. Yeah. I, I don't write the Rule headlines. Rule number one. Right. We don't write the headlines. Yeah. They, they, the and then and then what happened was along come the cuts in the newspaper business. You may have noticed some some errors creeping into stories from time to time. That's because there's basically no copiers anymore. It used to be at the CA. And if there are, they're usually remote. Right. If they are, they live in Dubuque. Correct. Um, so the and so they have no idea that, that POW would be spelled P-A-U rather than P-O-W, for example, or whatever. Why would they know? Really? Yeah. So, um, so, th- but basically newspapers decided these people aren't generating any content for us. They're not like out there getting stuff that's getting clicks. They're just making sure things are accurate. And why do we really care? It's the internet. We can just fix it anyway. Right? Like, and so they all got whacked. I'm going to presume though, <laughs> uh, it was, raising. it was some copy editor. Uh, the, the author of the piece is Nathan Haig. Uh, from the Nacidosis Daily Sentinel. Nacidosis. Nacidosis. Say it again? Nacidosis. Nacidosis. One of my sweetmates was. Uh, but I'm going to assume it was a copy editor who came up with this brilliant headline Spare Relationship Causes Awkward Split. That's fantastic. It's bowling humor for you. <sighs> that is bowling humor for you. Uh, so there's that. I just love... They haven't found the sub yet. What? She practically dared me to do it. She practically... She yeah, brought no, me she, here? Like No, and then and then she, I was overworked. Yeah. I was left at home and she traveled. I was ignored. I was like, it was... Uh, you saw the part where she said I was amazing, right? <laughs> and I'm so amazing. So uh, so there you go. Um, um, they have not found the sub. Did you see, though, it was kind of a, one of the disconcerting stories over the over, over the overnight was that they heard mysterious sounds sounds coming from the ocean. Well, you know how, like, when you hear about people dying, whatever, in the Challenger or wherever else, right? Mm -hmm. What you hope is if they're not going to make it, obviously the hope is that they make it. Right. But otherwise, what you hope is that they blew up and were incinerated at the first moment. Yeah, like no suffering. Yeah. And in this instance... What you hope is that, well, if they're, if they're not going to make it, what you hope is that there's some incredible miracle, and even though it took 73 years to find that Titanic itself, they're going to find this in 73 hours. Yeah, you, you hope That's that this hope. is the beginning of a movie. Right. Like, uh, it seems unlikely. But, um, and by the way, there's all kinds of stuff now about how ridiculously unsafe this thing was to begin with and whatever. And, uh, so, um, 
But what you hope is that they find him. But if they don't find him and if they, if they are dead, what you hope is that they weren't trapped in the bottom of the ocean tapping out noises until woefully in a panicked fashion until they died. Correct. And this does raise the specter. No, we don't know what those noises were, but then there were noises, a banging, I think on a half hour schedule basically, and then the banging stopped. You see, are you surprised at how transfixed America seems to be? Or I don't know, transfixed, but like it was the story of the day yesterday. Right. I mean, I guess Hunter Biden was a story yesterday and this felt this like was it, much this felt bigger. like it dominated. Yeah, that. it dwarfed it. Yes. And it was like if 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 five people had died in a car accident in Newfoundland, right, or wherever. Sure. They would never even if it had been a billionaire yeah. involved, we wouldn't even read anything about it. Right. <laughs> so. And these people, with all due respect, and I'm not wishing ill on them, but they did it take the risks themselves. Yes. Why do we, why are we as transfixed by this? A, it's the Titanic. B, it's a mystery. Because I, I was thinking about it when you and Charles were talking about yesterday. Is the Titanic still a thing? Oh, clearly. And I do think, I do think, like you have said you have a thing for space. I think there's a lot of people, if they could... If people could either go into space, uh, like l- just by riding a ticket, buying for a t- what's a ticket on a ride at Disney cost? Uh, for a day, probably a hundred bucks. Okay, so for a hundred bucks, yeah. you got to wait in a line, and you you have complete confidence you're, you're going to be safe, right, at that ride in Disney. Yeah, you're, you're right. So if you could either go look at the Titanic for your hundred bucks, it's completely safe, or go looping up into space and down for a hundred bucks. I think more people would look at that Titanic. I think people really like that. I think people are, are, and maybe some of it was the movie that brought it back, but I think people are, are still really intrigued by the Titanic. It's this eerie thing about, oh, my God, there's the ship in its silence, preserved. All these people died. It's, it's you know, it's, the, it's solemn. It's eerie. It's, many more people have been into space than have been this deep into the ocean. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, so anyway, it certainly was. The, I mean, I, don't you think though? In the end, it, it's like the mystery of it. Like, I think the mystery. Like of to it, me, yeah. like think about the Malaysian Airlines plane. No, you're right. It's, the mystery. it's it's like we don't. It's the same thing with the kids in in the cave. You know. Yeah. Are they going to save them? Correct. It's the, the it's a we got a we got a who done it on our hands yeah. or a what's going to happen on our hands? We got a real cliffhanger. Um, and so we we do obviously hope. Um, that they uh, that they survive. If if you've noticed that we haven't talked about the Grizzlies yet, uh, it's because, like my my son Peter said to me as he was heading off to work this morning, he said, Did you "See that report about Tyus Jones?" And I was wondering if there was some new report about Tyus Jones. He says, "No, the report that that the Grizzlies are exploring trading him." And thanks for listening, Peter. And I I guess. He, he works from 9 to 11, so... Convenient. He, 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 we are available on podcast form, mm-hmm. Peter. Um, but, but I guess my point is, is that, like, literally, we've been talking about trading Tyus Jones, but theoretically, he'd be the obvious one to trade for a wing for how many months? Three? 
Basically since he re-signed the contract? Yeah, like, uh, well, and then certainly since Dylan, we knew Dylan was gone, and we knew this was a yawning hole. Well, and honestly, though, I think you could say at the deadline there was the thought of trading him because if you needed to to upgrade, if you needed to make salaries work, that that right, was... even then. But but then, I, I, obviously, ever since the Dylan thing, it's sure. been like, uh, it's been kind of assumed. And so a report that, oh... The Grizzlies are exploring trading Tyus Jones. It, it seems to me to only like like when Shams came up the, with a report about about Dylan coming back in no circumstances. That created a firestorm because of the way that it was phrased, inappropriate way that it was phrased. Um, but the truth of the matter is, that was not surprising to anyone who had. Like, the report confirmed what we all knew, anyone who had paid attention at the press conference, right? This is even less surprising. Yes, completely point. agree. This is even less surprising. This is like, of, what? Of course they, what, what, of course they are uh, contemplating it. It's, it's a little bit like the Grizzlies contemplating, trading up, uh, exploring, trading up in the draft. Sure. That's what they do in the draft right. is they trade up. Doesn't mean they will this year. But you don't end up trading up in the draft unless in advance – you explore, right? You know, like like uh, you're at 25, and so you don't know who's going to be falling. You think a player might be falling, and so whatever you call, you say we can't get in the top 15 or whatever. So you call every team from 16 down, and you say, "Hey, would you be open? Depending on who's there, we're thinking of moving up. What would it look like?" Right. That, and so that way, you've set a little bit of the framework. So when whoever it is that you like is falling, you've touched base with that team, you know they're open to moving their pick or not, and, uh, and, and you go from there. So, of course, they, of course they have explored trading Tyus Jones, and of course they have explored um, going up in the draft. Chris had a piece, has a piece on the draft up today. We'll talk to Chris about that. Uh, of the... Of the 10 draft picks that Zach Kleiman has made in four years, only Ja and Vince Williams Jr. were taken at the spot where they were, where yeah. it was supposed to be. So eight out of 10. And on one of those, it was, it was legitimately impossible it, to move up. <laughs> with Ja, like right, this no, with Ja, it was impossible right, to move they up. They were not, it was going, obvious. No, there was no way, and there was no way you were moving down, and there was Correct. no way moving up. Exactly. So you're just, you, you knew what you were doing there. Yeah. And so, where in the of the nine, uh, out of the nine picks where there were options to either stay put or do something, uh, in eight of them they did something. And in the other one that we're referring to, it was like the fourth pick of four. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like they so were just the, exhausted. Yeah. At Correct. That like point. this one's like, like a- we don't have any more energy yeah. to do any more trades. So, uh, so of course they're exploring. Of course they're exploring. Looking up beyond that. I hate to be disappoint people, but I haven't heard anything that that gives me that gets my juices going about the Grizzlies, right? Anything, anything even remotely, not even solid, but speculative, reported um, in any way about the Grizzlies. It doesn't mean they're not doing anything. It's just there's nothing much for us to latch onto here. No, to me, what it's really symbolized is something you and I have been talking about like both on and off the air for a long time now, which is 
it's one thing to sit there and go, they need to make a move. They need to make a move. Well, it's another thing to actually be able to find a trade partner to make the move. And then furthermore, what we've talked about, it's like, yes, they have assets. Right, but they're not, cla- they're not great assets. Um, so uh, in terms of mock drafts, well, Hollinger has a new one out. And Hollinger has him taking Kobe Jones, the shooting guard from Xavier. Uh, high character, analytically, you know, uh, analytically, analy- I wouldn't call him an analytic darling, but he is, uh, he is celebrated by analytic types. He's very productive. And um, so that's who they have. That's who he has him taking. Uh, interestingly enough, there were two. Here you go. I will read the description. These two, uh, th- this was, these were not in his mock draft. This was in his top 100 players. Okay. Okay, I wanna, I'm going to read you the description of these two players, and you tell me who they are. This, one, this, one's, this, and are, are, are this we, one's pretty easy. Are we, is the standard, yeah. they're Grizzlies? No, no, this okay. is, this okay. is draft picks, potential draft picks. This is players who are in this year's draft who I suppose could be Grizzlies, but almost certainly will not okay, be but, and may not be drafted. All right. They're just literally just college basketball players. Got it. Once you get past all the AAU hype, what you end up with is that Blank is a subpar athlete for the NBA level who will have to rely on elite shot-making and decisions to make up for his physical limitations. He measured with a 6'9 wingspan and just a 27-inch standing vertical and weighed in at just 179 pounds. Compounding the lack of physical tools was his near total disinterest in playing defense as a collegian, something that must be corrected at the pro level. The good news is he's still quite young, not turning 20 until January, and he shows deep shooting range and the ability to convert tough shots. The problem is that virtually his entire shot diet right now is tough shots. Normally, we think of developmental projects involving non-shooters, but this is a pretty comprehensive developmental project, despite the fact that he can shoot. Okay, could you read me the, repeat the height and weight again? 6'9". Uh, Jeff? 179. Show me Amani Bates. Amani Bates is correct. Uh, John Hollinger, not a big believer in Amani Bates. That's two of us. Okay, how about this one? How about this one? Then these were, these, neither of these players, we've, one was Bates, neither of these players were, were high on his top 75 right. or other thoughts or whatever else. Here 100 players are not going to get drafted. Here you go. How was this guy not invited to the combine? You'd think a wing with size, who shot 41.7% from three on high volume, would garner more attention than he has, especially what's accompanied by long arms and a halfway decent athleticism. Blank's production, his first three season, offers some legitimate question marks, but he put it together his senior year, especially in AAC play, where he had a 24.6 PER on 58% true shooting. He's an average defender who will need to rely on effort on that end to get by, something that maybe wasn't always in evidence in his college career. But he's always been a plus rebounder for his size, 12.3% in conference play last season. And in addition to his shooting, he's an effective passer who averaged 4.7 dimes per 100 for his college career. In an NBA star for shooting from the wing position, I'm just a little surprised he stayed this far below the radar. His stroke is pure, and I watched him. I kept thinking, this is the type of guy, the guy Miami turns into a player. Wait. 
This is the type of guy Mimes, he turns into a player in two years. We'll see what happens. Need any of that repeated? Yeah, go back. I've got one guess. Okay. DeAndre? No. No, no, shooter. He's a this 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 is a he shot forty one per seven percent from three on high volume. AAC fifty eight percent true shooting. He's a, a wing, wing, a wing, a shooter. Decent rebounder for his size. Great in AAC play. Average defender. Keontae, Landers Nolly. Landers Nolly. Okay. How about that? Like, kind of likes Landers Nolly. Mm-hmm. Can you see Landers Nolly as an NBA player? Yes, I actually can. I actually, if you, made me, if, if you made if, me bet on those two, a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's weird. I mean, I think some of it is that Landers has this at knock on his attitude. You know, not as bad as Amani's. Right? Yeah, but I mean, it's it was three schools, and for the most part, everyone agrees. Was happy when they left. Yes. You know, so uh, there's some. But if you took the package of talents that is Landers Nolly and you just put it, put, you know, John Conchar or any grinder, you sure. know, like just pick any grinder and uh, uh, Xavier Tillman's attitude in him, right? I, 100% he'd be a pro. Yeah. He can shoot like that? Yes. 100% he'd be a pro. So. Uh, there you go. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk to John Martin uh, when we return. Before that, I will tell you, if disaster strikes, uh, if a disaster strikes, y'all, we had winds and rain and people without power uh, this week across the area. Um, just got to call 901-RESPOND. 901-RESPOND. You'll get Service Master by Cornerstone and their team, their crack team, uh, named the number one Service Master franchise in the country. Um, so there can certainly help you, whether it's water damage, whether it's uh, uh, smoke, whether it's uh, uh, pipes bursting, trees fall on on your house, you know, runs the gamut. They've got a 24-hour phone line. They're locally owned, locally operated. They work with every insurance company. It's 901-RESPOND. That is the phone number to call, 901-RESPOND. When we come back, we will talk to John Martin. We'll do that next. 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis' sports station. Hey, Mary, is that a new phone? Yeah, just upgraded at T-Mobile. Their new Go 5G Plus plan gives me the same great phone deals as new customers. I am so jealous. AT&T's got me locked into a three-year device contract, and my phone is locked to their network, too. Ooh, that's a long time. Three years. That's like the length of two and a half relationships. It's time to ditch AT&T. Bring your locked phone, and T-Mobile will pay it off, and they'll give you a new 5G phone for free. Boom! You hear that, AT&T? That won't Introducing the Easy Unlock. Bring your AT&T locked phone, trade it in, and T-Mobile will pay it off up to 650 bucks and give you one of the latest 5G smartphones free. Plus, next time, you're ready for an upgrade a whole year earlier. Free your phone now at T-Mobile. Pay off via virtual prepaid MasterCard in 15 days. Free phone via 24-monthly bill credits for well-qualified, plus tax and device connection charge. Contact us before canceling to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement is due. See T-Mobile.com. Fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you the freshest seasonal picks. So no matter how you shop, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh. Or you get a 100% refund, guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Our summer festival continues with savings on Kroger's 73% lean ground beef. It's on sale for just $3 a pound and a five-pound roll with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Buying a diamond here in Memphis just got a lot easier and a lot less expensive. Hey, it's Eric Hasseltine from the Memphis Grizzlies, and I'm excited to tell you about Genesis Diamonds, now open at Poplar Commons. This is a game-changing concept that will forever change the jewelry scene right here in Memphis. With a gorgeous showroom and a selection that's up to 30 times ordinary stores, no middleman markups, direct importer pricing, and the strongest warranties and guarantees in the industry. This is a revolutionary concept. Genesis Diamonds was started by a former diamond wholesaler who decided to stop selling diamonds to jewelry stores and instead go straight to the public without those ridiculous retail markups. All this with a selection that's up to 30 times ordinary stores. No commission salespeople. No stress. No pressure. Free service for life on any purchase. Don't buy a diamond engagement ring or any diamond jewelry anywhere until you discover this exciting new concept. Genesis Diamonds, now open in Poplar Commons at Poplar and Perkins Extended. It's the season for a new ride from Gossett Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Fiat 1901 Covington Pike. Talk about huge savings. Gossett's got 2023 Dodge Charger SXT. And we gossip at $30,990 or $428 a month. You ready to roam? How about a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport 4x4? We gossip now just $640 a month. And you'll find Dodge Muscle in your 2022 Dodge Charger Scat Pack. We're talking $4,000 off at Gossett. And if we don't have exactly what you're looking for, Gossett will order it for you today. So drive past the rest and come to the best at Gossett on the Pike or shop online at GossettMotorCars.net. If you want it, we got it at Gossett Motorcars. 84 months at 6.99 APR, 3500 down, Charger PH504815, MSRP35630, Gladiator PL556199, MSRP52970, Charger NH267934, MSRP57715, includes all rebates and incentives, PF695, excludes tax, title, and license with approved credit. See dealer for complete details. Offer valid through the end of the month. Dealer stock only. Never 
The roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care, here to keep you firing on all cylinders. Switch to Boost Mobile and get the ultra-smooth, ultra-powerful iPhone 11 for $49.99. He didn't stutter. See every angle with dual cameras. Make it a double. All on America's largest 5G networks. Large and in charge, baby. Get with the power of Boost and get the iPhone 11 for $49.99. That's half a Benjamin. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. ID verification required. New customers only at one per line. Additional restrictions apply. See BoostMobile.com for details. Wireless headphones. That'll be $200. I'll use my Capital One Quicksilver card. Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cash back is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, Brad. I thought you had a date tonight. Hey, Mom. She just left. Using my phone for a Wi-Fi hotspot backfired again. I keep telling you to get Xfinity. What happened? Well, everything was great until the movie started buffering. Then she started asking questions like, why are you using bed sheets for curtains? Why is this hamster cage so dirty? Where is your hamster? Oh, honey, it might be time for real Wi-Fi. Yeah. In the meantime, can I come use the Wi-Fi at your place? Sorry, baby. Date night's still on for one of us. It's time for real home internet. Get fast home internet on the Xfinity 10G network. The future starts now. New customers can get 75 megabit Xfinity internet and one line of unlimited intro for just $50 a month for 12 months. Now through June 21st. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G to learn more. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. Xfinity mobile requires Xfinity internet service. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of data usage. Data thresholds may vary. Memphis Million is here at Southland Casino Hotel. Over a million dollars in cash, free play, and prizes are up for grabs now through August 30th. Come to Southland every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 4.30 to 8 p.m. Earn a scratch-off card to win free play, food offers, prizes, and bonus drawing entries. New members earn a free scratch-off card instantly when you sign up. Win your share of $75,000 in cash, free play, and prizes each week. See you at Southland Casino Hotel for the Memphis Million Giveaway. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show. Live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Bike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. She nursed him there. It's 
Wednesday. That means it's Wine Down Wednesday. That means it's Bounty on Broad. Half-price bottles of wine, half-price glasses of wine. Get yourself there and uh, celebrate whatever it is. You're celebrating the first day of summer. That's what you should celebrate. By the way, I've said this before. At Bounty, their kitchen is uncompromisingly gluten-free. Kitchen and menu was created with the health and safety of those with celiac disease in mind. So that's people who, like, really can't eat any gluten. But it doesn't, people don't really, they don't usually say gluten-free because it scares people off. Like, oh, that's not going to taste good. No, it makes it more delicious because they're using cornmeal instead of wheat. It's fantastic. Uh, as the statement that they sent me says, though there is no gluten found in our kitchen, we promise you won't even miss it. Not only that, if there's someone who either is celiac, you know, or someone who's just trying to avoid gluten, literally the entire menu. It's fantastic, delicious menu. One of my favorite menus in Memphis is all gluten-free. Bounty on Broad, 410-813-1410-813-12519, Broad Avenue. Uh, John Martin joins me now. He's still flushed from an encounter this morning. You literally, how old are you now? Uh, 31. You literally flipped a woman the bird today Absolutely. in Memphis, Tennessee. And if she and if she's listening, driving? and if she's listening, I'm, I would do it again. I would do it again. Well, first of all, uh, you're taking life in your own hands. Yeah, definitely. According to the crime survey. You should be scared, very scared. When you're doing, when you have road rage. And, and no, just like you're taking life. Don't you think, like, I have had road rage and flip people the bird and all that stuff. But I am loath to do it now here because I got no idea who's going to raise this, who's got me out outgunned. Yeah, well, this was but a. basically this was anyone a, has me outgunned. This, but, I mean, I, look, I. So you, what happened? You always make risks, uh, risk assessments, right? I mean, but th- this was a Karen. This was, uh, you know, not to say that. Oh, you know, Karen, the Karens are popping? Are, 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 what's the word? They could, Packing? certainly. Less likely, maybe. Um, I think. Mm. What percentage of Memphis Karens are packing, Jeffrey? Why the hell would Jeffrey know that? Yeah. He knows Karens. Ask, but I mean, normally I just ask him hunting and fishing questions because that's his real. I, sweet I'm going to say John played the odds here, and right. I, I'm going to say he oh, did really? not. I'm going to say he was not feeling uh, that he was risking very much. All yeah, right. like it wasn't like a, it wasn't a Kia, Hyundai, or Infinity. So, uh, so what ha- what happened? Well, so here's here's what happened. I I actually never really have road rage. I I, I most of the time it's my fault, and I'm like. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about right, that. Yeah, right, like, yeah, like, yeah, right. I messed you got that me up. There, yeah. right. uh, in this case, I felt like I was uh, I was being unduly, um, you know, uh, thrashed or, or or however you say it. So in my neighborhood, when you turn out on a Hacks Cross, there there's a median. There's a wide median. Like it's a big enough median to where two cars can kind of sit there. One can turn onto the onto the uh, onto the main road. One can turn into the neighborhood. It's that big, right? It, like one can make a right-hand turn, left-hand turn, same time, all that, right? So it's a big, it's a big meeting. You can kind of chill there. So I'm turning out of my neighborhood this morning, and here comes this woman, you know, in her little car, her little Prius or whatever it was, uh, and and I'm like, all right, well, I'm not gonna just like she's driving slow as hell. I'm just gonna turn onto the median, wait for her to pass, and then you know, be on about my merry way. So I turn into the median, and I sit there. Car stopped, right? I'm not trying to like get into the lane. I'm not gonna cut her off. And she just stops her car totally, okay, in traffic. And 
lays on the horn. All right, I'm not talking about like a. Hmm. I'm talking about like a violent. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Like, yeah. like I'm I'm dead serious. It was going on that long, and so I'm looking behind it. I'm like using my hands, move past me. You can I, go. You can go. I'm not gonna cut you off. Go. Now, in fairness, let me. Is it possible that she wasn't familiar with the intersection that she thought you were pulling totally. out, cutting her off? But that does not give you license to lay on your horn for that long. No, that was my that was my problem, and I think a lot of times that's people's problems. Is when it's not just a honking like, "Hey, if you alert me, I'm here. Don't right. hit me." Like D head, come on, watch what you're doing. No, this is like a mother. And so she she finally finally passes me. Right. Well, I mean, that's after, a good start. After ten seconds. Oh, oh no. Oh no! Oh no! No! You, no! That became the the John Wick revenge tour. <laughs> John Wick. Yeah, John Wick. What happened? I was so you pulled out your toy lighter off. gun. I was so no. I don't. I don't have a weapon in my car, uh, other than these. But <laughs> I I said, you know what? No, you are not having the last word on this one, ma'am. So I I pull up to this. I speed up to her. Okay, I speed up to her. I'm on the I'm on the right in the right lane. She's in the left lane, two lane. And I speed up to her, catch up to her, because she's going 20 miles an hour. I roll my window down, and I, and I look oh, at her with the nastiest her. look you can imagine. And I say, what, and I'm yelling, what the is wrong with you? Mm. You did not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And she's like, you know, making a little face. She looks kind of scared, you know, like whatever, whatever. Um, and, then I, and then I roll my window up, because I feel like I've gotten my point across. I've put the fear of God in this woman. And uh, this doesn't seem compassionate or kind. And you never I, know what someone's going and then, through. You know, then I had a second thought. You know, I, you said I don't know what she's going through. I, in her so day. I rolled my window back down. Right. I, that does, I'm glad. I'm glad that you came to your senses. and You don't know. You never know what someone is going through. Exactly. In a given day. And I felt that, and my empathy told me to do this. So I rolled my window back down, and I flipped with a bird. Oh, God. And then I drove off. <laughs> I'm not sure this story puts you in your be- in the best light. I don't. John. I don't care who 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 was wrong. Who was wrong? You don't lay on your horn at people. I think I think you obviously I asked caused her to to be mm. to, you mm. caused her to cons- be concerned about whether she were going to hit her car. Concern is different than and laying so on your horn. She, though she she overreacted by laying on the horn. But then this is how World War II started, John. A hundred percent. Like if everybody, and I would have gone to war over this. If everyone is overreacting to the per- previous person's slight, pretty soon, yes. Claire would say that was a trauma response by me. Pretty soon, pretty. It was. I guess it was a trauma response. By <laughs> I think hey. there were a few more causes of World War II than. Well, okay, but I basically summed it <laughs> yeah, up. Nailed nicely. it, Jeffrey. Yeah. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, do you think I was wrong? No, I don't. Like Thank th- you. this is th- no. You were wrong to chase her down. Yeah, I didn't chase yeah, her down. Her. Well, chase in her fairness, down. John said John said he sped up to her. She was doing twenty. He just kept no, driving. He sped. No, no. He intentionally oh, sped up to her. Oh, I did. Out, and no, I, I, you were wrong. Okay, you were wrong. Yes. Turn the other cheek. Well, I couldn't do it, man. She Turn let, the other if she, cheek. If, if she had just honked at me, I wouldn't have done it. But but my advice to people, as you're driving around, and I imagine most people who are listening to this right, never, under any circumstances, ever. Lay on your horn at people. Do not do it. That will get you shot. That will. If you lay on your horn at people for 5, 10, 15 seconds. But it's okay. Do not do chase it. Chase them down in on the road. Yeah. Roll down your window. Start cussing at them. And then 
in Flip response. Send a message. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Send a message. Don't their own good. Lady, this My worked God, out okay for you this time. I'm getting through your segment. I have some substantive questions. Don't do it again. It turns out uh, I was just I'm reading, like that. I was just reading John Hollinger's scouting report for Landers Nolly mm. and Amani Bates. And he kind of sneakily likes um, Landers Nolly. He was like, I don't really, basically his point was, why is he so far, how is this guy not invited to the combine? Why is he this far under the, under the radar? He shot 41.7% from three on high volume. Uh, in AAC play last year, his PER was 24.6, 58% true shooting. He's always been a plus rebound for his size. He's an effective passer. Um, just kind of a little surprise. He's not even, he's not certainly not even saying he's going to be a first round, not a first round pick. Certainly maybe not drafted at all, but he said, I can see him as a kind of player that Miami picks up and turns into a player. Well, that's just like, you, you could say that about anybody at this point. With, but with he Miami has does. in a league starved with, for shooting. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I, I, I don't see Let it. Let me ask because you this. I, I don't see Rank it. Rank more, more NBA games played. Who will play more NBA games? Amani Bates. Landers Nolly, Kendrick Davis. Kendrick. Kendrick's, Kendrick's the toughest. Kendrick's the ha, has the biggest heart. Kendrick has the— uh, Well, you don't want someone at the end of your bench to be a pain in the ass. You want someone exactly at the right. end of your bench and to— both tol- those, And both of those your first two, are a pain in the ass. Your first two are absolutely that. Can I just say that this is the by far most—and it's not even close—most annoying time of the NBA calendar? Why? Because everybody thinks everybody is getting traded, uh, and likely like none of them will actually be moved. And now that I've seen the Grizzlies linked to Paul George. Uh, I've seen the Grizzlies linked to Paul George. Yeah, not. Really I've seen them linked lame. to Draymond Green. I, I, this is why it annoys me though, because it's so stupid, right? You're not getting Paul George. You're not getting you're not OGN getting, and Obi. You're not getting. Well, you're certainly not getting Paul George. Yeah. Which like, is what 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 makes you think the Clippers are going to decide to disgorge Paul George and start over again? Well, they're, and they're, what makes that's you what think, I'm saying. There are reports and, and that if they're, they did, I know. And if they did, what makes you think that they, they would, would do with you? Low first round right. draft picks in exchange. They can get for number him. three for him from Portland right now. Um, so that's so what that's stupid. Yeah, and I, I know that's you guys say I'm annoyed I, by it. I'm entertained, although we haven't talked on this show much about the Draymond Green thing. It's at least entertaining. It is entertaining. So imagine. Yes. But even and only Woj, in the, and Woj did report that yes. the Grizzlies were a team that would be only in the context of first acknowledging that it's not going to happen. For sure. Right? For and sure. So, For sure. It can only take you so far. But, you know, we are in the, I call this, you know how like in the ocean there's like different zones. You know, you have your sunlit zone, the midnight zone, twilight zone, the abyss zone, you know. I call this the... For the for sports radio, this is the suspension of disbelief zone that we are occupying for the next month and a half. I have to make these people believe that there's something to talk about because I have to make myself believe that. <laughs> and so if I just started every segment I did with, I know this isn't going to happen, but here's 15 minutes right, on it. Right, right, right. Well, I, I mean, get very the far. only thing that is really credible is that they might trade Tyus Jones, and we've been talking right. about that. Literally for years, years, for years. years. We can talk about that for but, years. But certainly since the Dylan is not coming back. Thing, exactly. Yes. Then it was like, oh, what's the best way to fill that hole? Trading Tyus Jones. Correct. Like that. That was, and it became complicated by the Joss stuff. And exactly. Whatever else, but like that's the big. But there's only like we've debated whether to trade Tyus Jones. Right. 
up one side and down the other. I'm, I'm not even saying just like just as it relates to the Grizzlies. Like I get no, texts about. Speaking. I got a text from an NBA person earlier this week who was asking me like, uh, "What do you think about Zion in Houston?" I don't care. I'll talk about it when it happens. I'm not going to sit here and waste my breath trying to speculate on who's going where. And then and then we get to Thursday night and so drafts over and nobody got moved. You know, like it's just it's annoying. Zion's not going. It's get a moved. stupid. That's what I told him. I said. You know, maybe they are done with him. Maybe they do feel like there's no – and maybe he's done with them. But you don't trade him from New Orleans unless you have no other option, right? You think that's true? You think if you could get the two for him, you wouldn't trade him? The you two include the number in this two deal? Yeah. Um, I think yeah, 100%. I mean, 100% they would. You, I mean, I think – if again, if – 100% if, they would. If I have an understanding that it's not going to get better, you know. Between the front office and the and – the, and I think, no, just, and, just look at his record of, of – how when he he's has, on the court, though, yes, he's amazing. Look at his record of of being healthy, taking care of himself, yeah, I mean, no, staying I, out of trouble, whatever it's true, else. It's fair, it's fair. And you just say, but I'll, I'll, but I would also and, and, say and this, though. you're not though, trading like, for the 18th pick. You're no, you're trading, trading for Brandon for, Miller or Scoot for, Henderson. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, but let's, I, say, but for, I, let's say it's Scoot. Like, yeah. I, I would rather right now have Scoot than Zion if I'm starting to franchise. Interesting. But but you're also but tra- only because Zion's such damaged goods. But you're also trying to sell season tickets, though. And and, and you could always say, right, when Zion's on the floor, we're amazing. I don't think Zion sells season tickets. Oh, of course he does. He has. Yes. Oh, he did once, but I don't think anyone's buying. I'm. I, I'm. I'm buying tickets now in New Orleans to see Zion. Yeah. Because no one believes they're going to see Zion. Well, I mean that, that we do have now what four or five years of of uh, evidence. So the the sample size has gotten larger and larger. I rank the Lawsons for me. Okay. We have, we, we haven't mentioned the Lawsons either. Okay. Here. Uh, but. But rank the Lawsons as the Tiger career of the Lawsons. The Tiger career of the Lawsons. Yeah. Well, Jonathan Lawson would obviously be last because he's his was the brief, his was the most brief. Hit that big three. And then what he, game was that? A and M, right? Texas A and M. Was think. that it? I can't remember. He did hit the big three, uh, but his was the brief. He was the most brief. So he Maybe gets, it was a couple or threes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Diedrich was one for sure. Diedrich was awesome. Yeah, he was a great college player. And he reclassified. He was a kid when he when, when he was a freshman. He was still averaging eighteen a game. Uh, then I would go. Um, I mean, I think you have to go KJ too because KJ's KJ, numbers what, were better. What did Chanda really do? Or he was a, he was a he was a, a solid you know rotation, rotation big right. Big. But but KJ you know had some games and stuff. So and he was a he was a better scorer. And and my understanding is is that because you reported after Jonathan left, you reported that. Chandler was coming back. That's what his dad you, you, you said. Probably, yeah. You probably broke the news that his dad says Chandler was coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, I, my understanding is that the assumption really was they weren't blowing smoke at that point. No. They, they, but they, and then it changed Yeah, because of DeAndre? I, I think it changed because of a number of things, but I think DeAndre's at the forefront of that, yep. Um, and you have Jordan, who's a good player. You have Leonard, who's a really good player. Now you're telling the Lawsons that you're trying to get uh, DeAndre back for a 12th year. I mean, who the hell could have seen that coming? So, and then they're in on Jordan Brown, the transfer from. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 